0: call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome,
3: everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs, and I'm up here in Greeley, Colorado, Northern Colorado, and I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm usually with you on Tuesday afternoon, and I am with you today and so blessed to take your calls and Questions, your prayer request, and just to be able to talk about the things of the Lord. What a blessing it is for us to gather at this hour, uh, whether you are listening on the radio, maybe you're in traffic uh, on your way home from, you know, you're in the evening drive home, or maybe you're with the kids or making dinner or maybe finishing up work, whatever, wherever you are, if you can give me a call, love to hear from you. Take your questions and your prayer requests at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and so let's get those phone lines uh, filled up, and let's uh, talk about the Lord, go to the Word of the Lord, uh, let's pray to the Lord as you call in with prayer request, and uh, the Lord has a lot that He desires to bless us with and encourage us with in this next hour. There is a dedicated text line. We've already gotten a couple responses on the text line um, as we start to show for you to ask a question and to give uh, a prayer request. And that is a different number. That is 720-336-0897. And I'll repeat those numbers throughout the hour. But uh, call in. This is really your show. This is your opportunity for you to be able to ask a question. Maybe that was brought up in a Bible study or Uh, that you're wondering about as you heard a teaching or your own devotions. And we'll go to the Word of God together. And it may be a question that other people are are asking themselves or wondering about or uh, just thinking, you know, that's a good question. What a blessing. I want to hear what the answer is. So call in number 303-690-3000. Welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado as we... uh, have two stations here: one hundred one point seven in southern Colorado, and then eighty nine point seven in northern Colorado, up into southern Wyoming. Welcome, you're listening live, uh, and um, and also uh, we want to welcome all those who are listening uh, on the East Coast and Hope and Truth FM. We welcome you as well, and uh, so glad that we can be connected to you on those two stations and. Uh, I know there's other radio stations that have picked up Calvary Live, but uh, uh, you are uh, a week delayed as you listen to Calvary Live on those radio stations. And so, but you can call in at 303 690 3000, the call in number, and have the conversation, and then listen to it next week. And then, all the online listeners, we also just want to welcome you from all four corners of the country as you are listening on the mobile app or perhaps on the Grace FM website. Uh, Matter of fact, we get people from different parts of the world that are listening right now. If that's you, we welcome you to today's program. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The call-in number, the text line is 720-336-0897. As we find ourselves here heading towards the middle of January, you know, this can be a time where it's the middle of winter. Uh, matter of fact, there are those who um, study such things, and they say that the middle of January can be a time where, you know, we get uh, down and discouraged, and and especially this year, they're talking about it following 2020 and all the challenges and difficulties of the year. And the, the reason why January is that way, because of the coldness and the short days and the holidays are over and the holiday bills are coming in. And I just pray that this show can be a blessing to you. So I'd love to hear from you. If you need prayer, please give me a call. Or if you got a question, uh, as I said, this is your show. And the hour goes by fast. So if you're wanting to call in, grab one of those open lines. we got a couple open lines. Or give me a text uh, message. The call-in number, 303-690-3000. The text line Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute, uh, but I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter fifty four, verse ten. Uh, this just really ministered to me today as, as I was reading it. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. Says the Lord, who has mercy on you. The Lord's mercy and gracious continues to be with us, and His kindness shall not be removed from us. And and I love that, the covenant of peace that we have with the Lord. We have peace with God as we come to Jesus Christ for salvation and have right relationship with the Father. And then we have the peace of God that He desires to have rule in our hearts so we don't have to be anxious and we don't have to be fearful and we don't have to be uncertain in these uncertain times, but uh, that we can... Uh, stand fast, and we can be strong and courageous, and we can be comforted. And so that's my prayer for all of you that are listening here today. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to David and Parker. Hi, David.
4: Hello, thanks for taking my question. How are you? Um, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I was talking with my brother um, over the weekend— and um, I was just hoping you could help me understand better the connection between um, communion and the Passover Seder. Um, and I think the specific questions that I'm, I'm looking for are, I, I know the, the bread or the matzah that is served with the Passover Seder, um, it's served in a specific way with three loaves and then a portion that's the afikoman. And that's something that growing up as a Christian was never part of our bringing up, and so it just seems like there's a connection there to possibly the Trinity. Um, So maybe if you could help explain what the significance of the matzah at the Passover Seder was, and when Christ broke the bread for communion, he said, this is my body, do this in remembrance of me, was was that a place in the Seder that had specific teaching context to the Jewish audience that maybe I didn't have growing up as a Christian without that, and the same thing with the cup of wine at the end. Does that make sense? Yeah that
3: sense? Yeah, and it does. But, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've done a Seder Passover many years, and, you know, the symbolism and the study through it and stuff. So probably what I'm going to tell you is, is things you already know as far as the bread and the different breads and the wines and all that. We do know that the Passover that they celebrate every year commemorates the children of Israel coming out of Egypt uh, into you know the wilderness and eventually into the promised land. And um, and that last plague that would come upon Egypt uh, that the, the angel passed over, and they would put the blood uh, of the lamb that was sacrificed on the doorposts and the lentils, which made a cross. Now, as far as the Passover, as they commemorate them coming out of the wilderness, being freed from Egypt, uh, Jesus, in communion, when he says, "Take this bread," and he breaks it, it symbolizes body being broken and and you know that's you know where we 're at with that. He said, "This is my body which is broken for you. Um, do this in remembrance of me." So communion was in remembrance of him. Jesus, of course, is the fulfillment of Passover ultimately. He's the one that frees us from egypt. he 's the one that brings us life. Um, as we come to him, the Passover lamb that was sacrificed for you and for me, um, his blood shed on that cross, and and then the wine, of course, speaking of his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of sin. But the specific symbolism that you're asking for, I'd have to go back and read it and, and review it again. And uh, so I'm probably going to fall short in what you're looking for.
4: Okay. No, I, I appreciate it. And, um I, I, I will... uh. I'll pursue it. I'll keep
3: pursuing it. Yeah, and you know, and here's the thing: it is very interesting. And uh, David, I do have to say that I appreciate, you know, that you're looking at a point of how does this speak of Jesus? And whenever we look at the feast, whether it's Passover or any of the Old Testament feasts, we want to look at it in the light of how does it point to? How does it speak of? How is it fulfilled in Jesus? And I think that's a good thing that you're doing. And uh, it reminds me that I can continually learn it and think, okay, I need to look at this again and see how it speaks of Jesus and how the correlation is uh, as he gave communion. So appreciate it. It challenges me as well.
4: All right. Thanks, Pastor.
3: You bet, David. God bless you. Appreciate it. three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the number of call. We got all open lines right now. I'd love for you to call in and maybe you got a question. Sometimes I can't answer all the questions and they're good questions and what blesses me is when people are really studying the scriptures and they're asking the questions and we do our very best and um sometimes I have to say I don't know quite uh, where to go with that or um but it just you know, iron sh- sharpens iron, and we just learn from it, and it's a good question, David. Appreciate it. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The calling number, the text line is 720-336-0897. There was a text that came in at the beginning of the show, right before, uh, wanting prayer for a sister whose son has needs, uh, uh, prayer needs for his addiction. And Father... Uh, I just pray for this individual. You know who they are. And I just pray for this one who has a son who's addicted. Uh, we don't know what is addiction drugs. Uh, is it alcohol? But, Lord, that he would be able to go through the detox, that, Lord, that you would just free him from this addiction. We know that you're the one that can free us from any bondage, and that includes drugs, alcohols, you know, whatever the case may be. And I just pray that you free him, that he get the help that he needs, that, Lord, that you supernaturally work in his life. And I pray for, um, you know, his mom that I know is agonizing and very worried and concerned for her son. I just pray that you give her strength and courage and the wisdom, uh, the things to say to him in this whole situation. So, Lord, we just lift him up to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray amen and amen we got all open lines 303-690-3000 is the number to call love to hear from you Uh, here on calvary live the text line is 720-336-0897 so call in and this is an opportunity for you to be able to ask questions um yesterday we were so busy on the phones and everything really didn't have much of a chance to let you know what's going on here at calvary chapel there's been a lot of requests For the prophecy update that i did on new year's eve so as that's kind of fresh in our minds you can uh, download that teaching or listen to it on our website calvarychapelgreeley.org and um, i think you'll be blessed by it have a huge response uh, from it and so new year's eve prophecy update as i did a message don't be troubled and then i want to remind you that we are continuing in our in-person services on sunday morning at eight nine thirty and eleven o'clock uh, here and we're going through Matthew's Gospel, such an incredible study, and uh, we are uh, looking at uh, just you know the miracles of Jesus. And uh, this Sunday we're going to be looking at how Peter walks on the water, and there's so many important lessons for us. So come join us if you can. We got children's ministry at all three services. Middle schoolers that meet at the 9:30 and 11: Check us out. Calvary Chapel Greeley dot org is the um, uh, website. And then also it is online for those of you who want to watch online. You can watch it on our website or Calvary Chapel Greeley live Facebook as well. So just wanted to pass that information on to you. We still got all open lines. So give me a call. Love to talk to you. Love to answer your questions and pray with you. There's a text question that came in. My daughter asked, what are we going to be doing in heaven? And I love it when kids ask questions. And Uh, They're wondering, and they're thinking, and sometimes heaven can kind of be a hard concept for them to uh, think about and uh, grasp, and it can be for us as well. But uh, some of the things that uh, we can know that we will be doing, because Hollywood gives the version of we're all going to be on a cloud, you know, twiddling our thumbs or playing the harps, that's Hollywood's version, or the movie that you saw, that somebody that went to heaven and there was unfinished business uh, that uh, they didn't, you know, wanted to finish on earth, so they're wanting to go back and all this. That's totally false. We know that heaven is going to be glorious, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, one of the things that uh, that we're going to be looking at on Wednesday is Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel, uh, that had this vision of heaven and uh he he talks about you know the the cherubims and uh the four living creatures that are, that are the cherubim the uh, the throne uh chariot of god it's just the colors and the sounds and how glorious it was and John describes it also in, in revelation chapter 4 and uh heaven is is going to be so wonderful so glorious we're not going to be twiddling our thumbs. So we know, number one, that we're going to be worshiping the Lord. We get that from Revelation chapter 5, as we will be before the throne of God, worshiping, singing that new song. He has redeemed us by his blood of every tribe, tongues, people, and nation. And uh, so we're going to be worshiping the Lord. We know that. But also we are told in Scripture that we're going to rule and reign with him. And uh, we know that um, Revelation uh, chapter 22, verse 5. We were told that believers will reign forever and ever. We know that in the millennium kingdom, when we come back with Jesus, we're going to rule and reign with him. So the things that we do now are going to determine what we do then. Because Jesus talked a whole lot in the parable, of the talent, the parable, of the minas, you know, about the things that are given to us now as we invest them for the Lord, uh, that there's going to be rewards for that. Um, we're gonna stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ and be rewarded for what we've done for Christ in this life. So there's rewards to be given. We know that. We're gonna rule and reign with them. Also, we know that Paul says in the book of First Corinthians chapter six that we are going to be judging the angels. What exactly does that mean? We'll probably kind of like we'll be telling them to do this and do that as we reign with christ in the millennium reign and with the lord forever and ever and it's so exciting and uh and it's it's going to be so glorious paul when he went to the third heaven he said i saw things that that are unlawful for me to speak it was just overwhelming and couldn't describe it and uh it's just uh going to be a glorious future that we have in christ so that's what we'll be doing in heaven we're not going to be playing the harp we're not going to have wings we're not going to be angels. Uh, we are going to be in new glorified bodies, worshiping the Lord, reigning and ruling with Him, and it's going to be forever and ever. And that should bring uh, just encouragement to us. Three oh three six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number. We got a couple open lines. Text line seven two zero three three six, zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Windsor, Coach David.
2: Hello there pastor, I appreciate. I just uh, wanted to say a couple words of encouragement. Number Thank 1, you. I love all that you guys are doing as a part of your team at your church and also the team of pastors that share on Grace FM. Uh it's just amazing what you just what you just told about, what you just finished visiting about is the reality of our amazing God who's doing incredible things and uh yeah. I've seen him touch lives over uh it's coming up to 45 years ago when the Lord literally transformed my life, saved my life, and brought me from a crazy place. And I'm so excited for what he's doing in the hearts of pastors and believers right now in this age, in this right. storm, because he wants to touch the very lives of those that don't even know him yet. And he also yeah. wants to encourage and build up believers. And so I just want to thank you guys so much for your hearts to serve Him. And uh, during this corona storm, it's been unbelievable what God has has done to open doors. Uh, It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And you have one question that's related to, uh, and I've done a lot of study and research in this within the the God. but back in May, on May 20th of 2020, I had a dream. And in this dream, Mm -hmm. I'm walking along, and all of a sudden I looked up. And it was like it was a stadium, and I saw my grandpa and my dad. They both passed mm-hmm. away long, uh, quite a while ago. But they both had taken an authentic of faith in the relationship with Jesus. And when I saw that, I saw them. I'm just stunned at seeing them because they both looked like they were about mid 30s or uh-huh. early 30s. And then I woke yeah. up, and literally as soon as I woke up, on my knees. Praying, uh, tears of joy that they're there with him, and then all of a sudden, the Lord reminds me of Hebrews chapter twelve, verses one and two, mm. and oh my goodness, it, it just—you know—because of the fact that we have such a great cloud of witnesses, yeah, and then also I... talk about the focus on Jesus. It just—it just gave me even a deeper motivation to want right. to really uh, share the good news with people and build up believers, because God has so much in store for all of us. So thank yeah. you very you much.
3: Know, uh, you bet, David. And well, you were talking, David, I was turning to Hebrews 12, and I'm going to read it for the sake of our listeners. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the Father. I think that's a real great encouragement, and um, it it follows chapter 11, the the hall of faith, that those who have gone on before us. You know, it's interesting, David, that you said that, um, you know, in your dream, and I'm not an interpreter of dreams, uh, but I always thought about when we do go to heaven, and when we get our new heavenly bodies what exactly is that going to be like um you know because we know that a little baby is not going to still be a baby uh, i think and don't make theology out of this and this is not you know um this is just my thought this is just my opinion i just think that we're going to be you mentioned you know in their 30s i think we're going to be about 30 years old that's when um the priests would start their ministries at 30 years old Um, that's when Jesus started his ministry at 30 years of age. Uh, That's when David became king 30 years of age. So that number just kind of sticks in my head. But again, I wouldn't make theology out of that, but heaven is going to be glorious. And that's why you bring up a point, David, and I appreciate the encouragement that you just gave, because it is difficult days, and it is so easy to get our focus off of jesus we need to keep our focus on him looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith we got to keep our hand to the plow and not look back and there's a lot of distractions right now there's the distraction of what happened in 2020 with the um with the COVID, but everything else that was going on the unrest um the the upheaval uh just everything that's taken place this fall this last week uh in our nation's capital there's a lot of people that are feeling uncertain, they're feeling discouraged, they're feeling um you know almost hopeless. And and we as Christians, we don't have to be hopeless. We have a blessed hope that we have to look forward to. And we are to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We got to keep looking to him because if we get focused on other things, um then we will just um, you know, get sidetracked, and we'll get, you know, uh, so, um, you know, so distracted in, in those things. And those things, I'm not saying uh, aren't important, but we want to keep our focus and our priority on the Lord and spreading the, the gospel. So, um, you know, I appreciate your comments. I appreciate, um, you know, just the encouragement. And yeah, go ahead.
2: Okay, so here's the unusual thing that happened. Two weeks after I had that dream, my cousin called me, and my cousin, my, my cousin, uh, his mom was my dad's sister, and she had passed away as well. And when I went down there to visit with him, we were going through an old uh, portfolio of pictures of my grandpa and their family and my dad and stuff. Here's what was out of the box. I'd never seen my grandpa when he was young, ever. Not even pictures. Mm-hmm. And when I looked through the pictures, I came across this one of my grandpa, and I said, Oh, my goodness, Kirby, this is a picture of grandpa that this is exactly what I saw in the dream I had. And I had never seen grandpa this young. And it it was just so exciting. The other thing is, is possibly uh, Jesus, when he was crucified, he wasn't 30 anymore. He was 33.
3: Yeah, he was and 33 when he was it's, crucified.
2: It's it's possible that, yeah, we don't know that thing, but I do know this. God is so good, and yeah. he confirmed the, the essence of the cloud of witnesses and those that are with Christ. Because I ended up having five more dreams, one with my brother, an aunt, and an uncle, and a friend who all had passed away. And it was yeah. just so motivating. So thank you, brother. Lord bless you, you big bet, time Coach. with his peace, grace, love, power, and protection thank you. as we continue thank you. through this storm. Thank you. Thanks,
3: David. Appreciate it. God bless you. Thank
2: you. Thank you, brother.
3: You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. we got all open lines. Love to hear from you. Maybe you got a question or a prayer request. Love to be uh here to answer your questions to so pray with you, the text line is seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven We're getting close to coming to the break. We just got um a-, a question will we recognize our Christian loved ones in the afterlife and um and we will um we know that uh the church at Thessalonica, the Christians there were concerned about their Christian loved ones who had died um and so Paul deals with the dead in Christ, assures that the Christians that there will be a reunion that will take place, and believers will recognize their loved ones in the eternal state. We're told in Second Samuel chapter 12 that David knew that uh, he would be reunited with his deceased son in heaven, but we get more specific as we see Jesus telling that story of Lazarus, and uh, the rich man, and the rich man recognized Lazarus, he recognized Abraham. I think that is a very clear text um, that tells us that we'll recognize our loved ones in the afterlife. And then also um, in First Corinthians 13, verse 12, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. I think the Scripture is very clear that we're going to know one another and and um, certainly we are and the relationships that we have with one another are going to be more glorious than ever before sometimes people ask will we be married in heaven and we will not be given to marriage and particularly sometimes younger couples they think well that's going to be a bummer but keep in mind this that our relationships you know in heaven are going to be more glorious and better than they are here even with uh, two people that were married, that had uh, blessed married for marriage for many, many years. Uh, that relationship, even though we're not given to marriage, we won't be married in heaven. Jesus made that very clear as the Sadducees asked him about that, um, that we're not given to marriage. But our relationship will be great and wonderful with one another, and we will recognize one another when we're in heaven. And uh, I think the Scripture is very, very clear about that. So, hey, we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And so we're getting ready to go to break. So grab one of those open lines. Ask me a question. Maybe you've been wanting to ask a question. And as every show is different, this one, uh, we are waiting for phone calls to come in. This is really your show and your opportunity to ask questions. So I'm here and available for you. And the text line is seven two zero three three six 0897. So give me a call and uh, call in and we'll go to the phone lines as soon as those phone calls come in or to the text line. And let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the word of the Lord and encourage one another. So you hear the music. It's the only break of the show. We'll come back and start the second half in just a little bit. Stay tuned to Calvary Live 303 690
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. We got all open lines. So grab one of those open lines. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. So I invite you to call in and ask your questions, or to be able to uh, give a prayer request, and let's go to the throne of God in time of need, as Hebrews 4 declares, um, because he's a gracious, compassionate high priest, and uh, he desires for us to come to him. Jesus said, pray, please pray that your joy may be full, and we can come and ask for wisdom when we need wisdom, and we can call out to our Father because we have the spirit of adoption and we don't have the spirit of fear that we can call out Abba, Father. That word literally, Abba, means Papa. And just as a child comes to you know, their father, I know I raised four kids. My kids would come to me. Even as adults, they still come to me. How much more our Heavenly Father desires for us to come to Him. And and uh, He is so gracious, and He's so wonderful. And He desires to refresh us, to renew us. I was talking a little bit between calls that this is the time of year, mid-January, where we can kind of feel down and discouraged, and it's cold and it's gray. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, kind of uh, starts to get to me after a while, is the gray sky, the gray trees, the gray grass. It's just kind of gray right now. And, uh, the you know, it's the dog days of winter, and I love spring. I love summer. We love the long days. But we can be refreshed in the Lord, and He desires to refresh us and renew us. And to keep our eyes on him, and uh we just came out a very difficult year, and it was a year that that uh really challenged us and moved us and uh We all went through uh trials and difficulties to different degrees in different ways and This year is starting up with you know just more uncertainty and upheaval, and the pandemic continues but we need each other and we're here to pray for you and if you need prayer please give me a call and uh if you got a question to encourage you to keep your eyes on the lord and it's already been mentioned on the show that the lord's on the throne he's on the throne and he has a plan and his kindness never fails us and His compassionate uh his compassion is is um never failing Uh, His mercies are new every morning, and great is His faithfulness. And uh, He's going to be faithful to us. So uh, let's remind each other that. uh, Let's continue in the Word of God. Let's keep our eyes on Him, even as we read from Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before Him, as the Scripture says, that He would... um, this you know endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, th- what was the joy that was set before him? The joy that was set before him is you. It's you that are listening. For the joy that was set before him, he took that cross and walked down the Via Della Rosa to that place of execution, and he died for you. And he says to you in this cold January 2021 that I see you and I know you, and I love you, and I died for you, and I got a plan for you. And we can be comforted by that. And I think the other thing for the joy that was set before him is there's a secondary application. That Jesus said to his disciples, I will drink of the cup that the Father has given me to drink. That when Peter pulled out that sword uh, there in the garden when they came to arrest Jesus, and you know Peter was trying to be brave, and, and the Lord said, Peter, put the sword away. Don't you know that I'll drink of the cup that he's given me, my Father, to drink? The cup of suffering and death. And he was obedient to death. The death on the cross, as the book of Philippians says, the joy that was set before him was being obedient to the Father. I think there's a secondary application. And I i just want to let you know that he sees your obedience. One of the things that we will talk about <clears throat> in Matthew on Sunday is that those disciples find themselves in a storm. It's the second storm that they find themselves in. And they're rowing the boat, and they're in the middle of the lake, and the wind is contrary, and it says that Jesus saw them. He saw their obedience. He saw their toiling. Their hands are blistered from you know just the oars. Um, they're tired. It's three o'clock in the morning, and he sees them, and he is pleased with their obedience, and he is pleased with you, and he comes to them, and he will come to you to make himself more real than ever before. Because at the end of that story, those disciples say that truly you are the Son of God, a truth that they proclaimed that they had never said before, that you are the Son of God. And the Lord wants to make himself more real than ever before in these times of difficulties as we just draw close to him and look to him and keep our focus on him. So I hope that encourages you. 303-690-3000 is the the number to call. Let's go to line one to uh, Blanca in Denver. Is it Blanca?
5: Yes, Blanca.
3: <laughs> Thanks for calling. I appreciate it.
5: Thank you for receiving my call.
3: Absolutely. Go ahead, Blanca.
5: So um, the reason I'm calling you is because God has been, you know, really helping me in a lot of challenges. Um, throughout my life, I had a lot of trauma and a lot of mental problems, and and God has delivered me from a lot of stuff, and God has blessed me with many people of of God that have fasted and prayed for me and people that I don't even know throughout the world like they'll just pop up somewhere on Facebook or something and they're like hey God put in my heart to be praying for you and it's it's been a blessing. It's been a really hard walk because it was really difficult to walk away from what my life was in the sense of like the traumas Um. But now I'm better and better. For many years, I couldn't even read, much less the Bible. Because when I would read the Bible, um, I would feel tormented. Um, I would easily go into depression, or just from the stories, it would just hurt my heart of what I would read. But I know it was the enemy attacking me, and now um, that's gone. I can read the Bible but I still struggle with the memories of the traumas that I've been through. And it doesn't torment me as in the sense of like, it doesn't deplete me like it used to, but I struggle to actually take the action towards it. And I, at work, it's really hard sometimes because I can't function well. Sometimes I'm really good. Um, I feel he was like a manager, I'm on top of everything, I can hear every conversation, and I can, you know, pick up on whatever they're talking about, and then there's days that if I hear two people talking, it's too much for me. So right. I'm just, I just need strength, I need, uh, you know, prayer so I won't be fearful, because yeah. God told me several times through different ways that I, my fear was people based, and I think it's also generational because my my auntie just told me that she was always fearful. My dad has always been very fearful too, I think mainly on my on my dad's side um mm-hmm. so I don't even yeah. know how it got into me because I used to be a very peaceful girl until I got sick with a thyroid problem, and they burned my gland. And that threw off my person, I could say that. It threw me off. I just became a person I had never known before. And that brought a lot of fear from, in the sense of, like, I was always tired. So I started losing, you know, credibility with people and at jobs and with friends because I was constantly sick, and, well, that's that's a little bit of what I wanted to say.
3: Well, Blanca, I'm so sorry for the difficulties you've gone through, and, you know, nobody could fully understand what you've gone through. You know, in just a few minutes, you describe something that's been a part of your life, and the trauma, and the difficulty, and the effect that it's had on your life, but the Lord understands, and that's where I want to encourage you. And, You know, there's a lot of verses in the scripture about, you know, don't be afraid Um, in the storm. You know, I was talking about uh, what we're going to look at as the disciples find themselves in the storm, that Jesus comes to them. He sees them and says, Be a good chariot. It is I. Don't be afraid. We have all those verses. Uh, I think about what we just went over at Christmas just a few weeks ago, that, you know, Joseph was told in uncertain times, Don't be afraid. Take Mary as your wife. She's going to have a son. She'll call his Mm -hmm. name Jesus. And he's going to save his people from their sins. You know, Mary was told, don't be afraid. Um, The very first message of the angel um, that was given to the shepherds on the night that Jesus was born is, don't be afraid. The very first message of the angel to the women that came to the tomb uh, at the resurrection of Jesus, is don't be afraid. But I want to give you a specific verse that I think that the Lord just put on my heart as you were talking, uh, because you were talking about your dad. You were talking about, you know, the, um, the effects of family, and that you have a Heavenly Father who loves you so much, and He cares for you. And you don't have not received, in Romans chapter 8, Paul writes, the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And that's the spirit that God has put into you. It's not a spirit of bondage to be in bondage to your past. It has affected you, and I'm so sorry for that. It has hurt you. It 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 comes back in, in the memories or it affects your day. But you don't have to be in bondage, a spirit of fear, but to receive the <laughs> spirit of adoption that you can cry out, Abba, Father, and to know this, that he loves you, that he's there for you. He desires to, to give you strength and courage in every way. So I want to pray for you. Okay, Blanca? Father, yeah. I pray for, I just pray um, for her. I just pray that you would just bless her, that you would help her when she has those difficult moments, when things overwhelm her. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would help her, give her strength, And Lord, give her courage and give her comfort. And Lord, that she knows that she has a Heavenly Father, that she can cry out to Papa, Abba, Father, and not be in a spirit of bondage or of fear. But Lord, to know that you desire to just continually free her, to grow her, to establish her in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord loves you, Blanca. Hey, thanks for calling. We'll be praying. Keep in touch. Okay.
5: Thank you so much. Can I just um, um, say one more thing? Um sure. A few years ago, I mm-hmm. spoke to you about uh, dating this gentleman that was um, part of of the Seven Day of letter What's it called? Um, seven Day Adventist. Yeah, and I had told you that the relationship wasn't going well because. Every time I thought I was doing something good, and the Lord, to Him, it was something bad. And you told me to call you back and let you know what had happened. So okay. I never did, but I wanted just to know. I ended that relationship, and um, I'm very happy I did. <laughs>
3: yeah. The Lord, the Lord is good, and His word is true. Yes. So, you know, and He guides us in every way, and He's going to continue to guide you. Yes, Thank you, amen. Blanca. Appreciate Thank you. It.
5: God bless. God. God bless. You
3: too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. the And give me a call. we got plenty of time in the show. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Brooke in Philadelphia. Hi, Brooke.
1: Hi. Hi, how are how you? How are you? Good.
3: Good. What do you got for me today?
1: Um, I was, um, uh, just kind of wondering, um, like, I just, I was brought up in a, um, a Christian church, uh, actually Baptist, and, um, I don't, but I didn't, I don't, I kind of fell away from it, like, when I was, like, teen, mm-hmm. or in my 20s and stuff, and I've fallen back into it recently. I would say within a couple months, but I think that I've, like, really fallen back into it where I'm, like, praying, like, like an adult, like a grown-up this time, and, reading the bible which i never did good and um one of one of the things that i'm like i don't really even know what it even means honestly and i'm having trouble is with um is i think it's the fourth commandment um remember the sabbath and keep it holy and i feel like we do that on sunday and i was watching a a video and the, the guy was actually that i was watching i'm not even sure what his name was he was Talking about it, and that's what kind of made me start thinking. And he said, "Like, well, we just decided that it was more convenient for us to do it on Sunday, but like, that's not really what God says. So, what does really keep the Sabbath holy meaning and how do we do that on the proper day if we're yeah just going doing church on Sunday? And that, yeah, that kind
3: of and, and so Brooke and um. And uh, I don't know if you got your radio on. it, just getting a little feedback, or if it's on on our end. But if you do have your radio on, if you can just turn it down a little bit. Yeah, I
1: I just turned it off. Okay, thank you.
3: And it may be on our end, too. um, But one of the things that the Lord came in the Ten Commandments, and he says to work six, six days, and then on the seventh day you shall rest and keep it holy. That's the Sabbath law. So we know that they kept the Sabbath law. Uh, matter of fact, when we get into the Gospels, one of the reasons why the Pharisees wanted to put Jesus to death was over the Sabbath law. The, you know, They were really into keeping the Sabbath and all the details. The question is, as Christians, why do we worship on Sunday traditionally and not on the Sabbath? And there's a couple reasons why. Number one is, is that, the Christians began to worship on Sunday because it was the day of the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus rose on the first day of the week. So they began to meet on that day. We see evidence of that in the book of Acts. We see in the book of Acts um, that uh, it was, um, for example, in chapter um, 20 that he's ministering in Troash. And he's ministering to them. He's teaching on the first day of the week. First Corinthians chapter 16, he tells the Corinthians that I'm going to come and pick up a collection um, from you on the first day of the week. That's when the Christians met. That's why he was going to do that. So there's evidence I see in, in the book of Acts uh, in First Corinthians that they met on the first day of the week. There are some people that say, "Well, it was a conspiracy, and it changed, and the Christians didn't start meeting till after Constantine, you know, uh, issued that and the pagan state, holidays and yeah, stuff like that. And, and all of that and stuff." Matter of fact, in Acts chapter two, they met daily. They went from house to house, meeting daily, and the Lord was saving such as who should be saved. So they were meeting daily. Paul comes along and he writes in Romans chapter fourteen. He says that one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. So Paul's saying one person esteems one day above another, one esteems every day alike. You be convinced in your own mind. We have the liberty. We can worship on Saturday. If people got a conviction to keep the Sabbath and worship on Saturday, then worship on Saturday. My conviction is I esteem every day alike doesn't matter if we worship on Sunday. Traditionally, that's what we do. And we've done it here at Calvary Chapel Greeley for, you know, since day one. We meet traditionally on Sunday, but we meet on Wednesday. We have studies throughout the week. Um, We have different times that we meet. I esteem every day alike. Paul also would say in Colossians that, as he's writing to them, he says, let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding festival or new moon or Sabbaths. He says Jesus is the reality. So Jesus, he's our Sabbath rest. Um, he's the reality. And so let no one judge you in Sabbaths. Another text that shows me that um, it's very important because people say, you know, you're worshiping on the wrong day. Um in the Acts chapter 15, in the Jerusalem Council, when they came together, they were trying to figure out what is it that we are going to say to these new Christians, these Gentile Christians. Should they keep the law? Do they have to be circumcised? So they went through all that, and they came up with uh, the conclusion, led by the Holy Spirit, that this is what we're going to tell them, that we're going to tell them that... Um, that they should abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. If you do these things, you do well. Nothing about the Sabbath. They didn't say you have to keep the Sabbath. Um, if that was so important, they would have said that to those Gentile Christians, but they didn't. They said, listen, because you guys are coming out of paganism, there's a problem with immorality, and you know, eating things that are offered idols— you know things strangled and, and blood you need to stay away from those but we have liberty to be able to worship whatever day that we want to whether that's saturday or sunday and people come along they try to put this trip on you that if you worship on saturday then you're not a real christian or you take the mark of the beast and all these ridiculous things that's um, actually
1: what it what it was the like guy was saying that that was like that was the mark of the beast. Was worshiping on the wrong day, which kind of got me scared. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, like, what am I supposed to do? Because that's the day that everybody worships in Christianity well, on Sunday. So. Yeah, but like, what can I do personally? Like, aren't we? To, I don't even know what that means. Like, keep the Sabbath yeah, holy. I, you're not supposed to work, and that is listen. kind of not realistic in this yeah. time.
3: Yeah, and and that's the thing. We live in a culture where we work you know, all the time. It's a good principle, I believe, for Christians to have. Have a day of rest to be refreshed and renewed in the Lord. And that's what was the purpose of the Sabbath. The religious leaders came against Jesus because they had all these rules and regulations. And that's what people, you know, to say that you'll take the mark of the beast because of the Sabbath, you know, it's like, where is that, first of all, in the Bible? That's a doctrine of the seven-day Adventists, which is a false doctrine. And, that might and have nowhere been
1: what the- I saw it on then because I, yeah. I didn't see it like on a guy like was talking about yeah. it. But I'm in like so many because I'm so like just a baby Christian, I guess. I've, I there's so much out there. Ultimately, my bottom line is just going back to scripture because that's like the thing that just always yeah. stays this,
3: constant. This, yeah, this is what you do. You listen to good Bible teaching. You listen to Hope FM out there. Okay good Bible teachers, you go to a good Bible teaching church, and you will get established in the truth, and you won't be confused. And you always filter everything, just what you're doing through the truth. So, you know, you can worship whatever day, but don't listen to that false doctrine. You know, there was somebody that said, if you wear a mask, you take the mark of the beast. It's like, where is this, people? Um, and, I heard
1: that too. I think they, they said because yeah, just, um, one of the one of the translations for bow to somebody is actually yeah. the, the word bow translates to master. Well, we, then, we so just... We hear all we, this stuff as a new Christian it's Yeah, it's kind of like pulled in all these directions. It can like, be confusing. I can't even do this. I'm not going to be able to
3: yeah, yeah. like honor so all listen, this stuff, you know? It can yes, be like so listen, a little bit. It can be. So be in good Bible teaching, listen to Hope FM, you know, good Bible teachers there. Be studying the Scriptures. So Father, I just pray for Brooke. I just pray you help her to sort through these things. We, we have a lot of voices that are out there, um, but, Lord, that she knows she has the liberty to worship you anytime to go into the Holy of Holies, uh, you know, because of the blood of Jesus Christ with confidence at, at any time on any day to worship you and to know you. And, Lord, um, that she can esteem every day alike. But, Lord, I just pray that you would teach her and show her and grow her in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks, Brooke. Call anytime, Thank you. okay?
1: Thank you. You bet.
3: Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. We are coming towards the end of the show. I want to go to Ashley, who's been waiting on in Commerce City. Hi, Ashley.
6: Hi, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you today?
3: I'm good. What can we do for you?
6: I just would like some prayer requests for my grandparents. Um, mm-hmm. Little quick background, they raised me my whole life and that's why I'm a believer, because they are believers, and my grandfather has been the one to go beside everybody's bedside, whether they're sick or in the hospital or dying, and he prays for them and shares the gospel to them, and he's currently in ICU, and since it's COVID season, nobody can go and see him and pray for him and Mm. love on him, so um, Whatever God's will is, obviously that's, that's what we want, because God is in control, even if we don't understand it. And um, we are just praying and would just like prayer that he would come out of this, that God would heal him so we could have him a little bit longer. And yeah. if not, then prayer requests for my grandma, because this is really hard for her.
3: Yeah, it would be an honor to pray for him. And just in what you've told me about him, he sounds like a wonderful, wonderful, godly man. Oh, yeah,
6: definitely.
3: And blessed to have him raise you in a Christian home to give you the gospel, the example that you just told me of him, just praying for others. And Oh, Father, I just pray for Ashley's grandfather who's in ICU. He's not alone, even though it's so hard the family can't see him right now. But you're with him. We pray for your healing touch upon him. Strengthen him, you know exactly what he's battling, and Lord we just pray that you would just um, if it's your will, that Lord that you would just restore his health, he'd be able to come home and be with Ashley and his wife uh, for a, sh- a little bit longer, but Lord, they trust in you, and Lord um, we know that you tell us the number of our days that you're in control, and Lord um, I just pray that you would strengthen them whatever comes up, but we can ask. And, Lord, we just commit him to you. We just pray for your touch, for your strength, for your comfort in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.
6: Amen. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that a lot.
3: You bet, Ashley. And we'll be praying, okay?
6: All right. Thank you. You bet. All right. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. I think this is a good time as we're ending the show, you know, how important it is, you know, even as parents and then grandparents to invest in your grandchildren. And so, um, you know, what a blessing to hear that testimony of a grandfather that, you know, raised his granddaughter and it was a testimony of god 's goodness, and just the example it just blesses me so much well we're getting towards the end of the show. I thank you for all who have called, and just this opportunity to be able to minister and to answer your questions. I just want to encourage you to keep uh, i think the the verse of the day that came to me is keep looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith that's a good word for us today it's a good word for us as we head towards um, you know, deeper into the year and all that that's going on and stuff. You know, let's look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Know this, you have a race that's before you. You have a race to run this year. And I, I think about Paul the Apostle in Acts uh, chapter twenty that he says that none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my race with joy in the ministry which I've received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. May we run our race with joy. And the race that is set before is he has a ministry for you. There are people around you that you can give the gospel to and pray for, give truth to, and I pray that's what you do. So... God bless you. Have a great evening. And keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Have a good night.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.